Strong back like a bad habit, better than you've ever had it. Rocking, of course, with the Wednesday Night A Show. It's the AE Double Dudes right here on Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain. It's me, you, and these Zoobs too. I'm Uturu Sinza, Josh Custodio. That's the other half of the Sword and Shield, my big brother, the Zoobs. Uh, Zoobs, you, you may remember that I was a bartender for a long time. Uh, you remember that, yeah? If someone were to ask me what you do now, one of my first three guesses would be bartender. <laughs> that means the, the absolute world to me. It's it, here's the list. They, they said, "What is that? Your your co-host Josh? You talk to him every single week for yeah. two three years in a row now. What does he do?" My first question, I would say doors with a question mark at the end. Of the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I would two. say <laughs> opens a lot of them. Uh, the only, this is, here's, here's how I get out of it. I say regional sales, which is like, it's one of those things that doesn't, it means a lot of things. Sure. Yeah. Uh, regional sales and, uh, bartender would be my third one. I was like, I think he's a bartender. <laughs> well, that, that's amazing then. That, that's absolutely perfect. Cause when I was a bartender, uh, your 33 guesses, which I appreciate, uh, it would happen every so often, you know, you're a younger guy that I would have to go do a shift at work hungover. And there's this, like, very specific feeling of, like, pouring beer, which you love, but it's the last thing you want to see because you're hungover. And it's, like, this right. weird, like, torture of, I don't know. It's, like, a very specific feeling that I'm in touch with. And we got to go over Dynamite tonight. We have to. But I have to be honest, like, tonight's show feels a little bit like that for me. Um, Terry Funk passing away and then, like, trying to be upbeat about wrestling I, I don't know how good I'm going to be at it. Like, I'm going to really try and get the Terry Funk stuff out of the way early and then try to treat this like a normal A double dudes. But, like, it's really hard. Like, it, it's hard It's hard to not just, like, want to talk about Terry Funk for hours and hours. And Dynamite feels really small in my, at least just in terms of, like, I know all in Sunday. I don't, I don't want to, like, frame it this way. I'm just talking about how, like, it felt to me tonight. There's so much on the show to get to. There's tons of notes. I did just want to say off the top, like, just so I feel like I can clear the air a little bit, like elephant in the room style, that like Terry Funk, where, wherever you want to place him in greatness or impact, anything like that, I think it's it's kind of easy to say that he's the most well-rounded wrestler ever, um, good at every style, good with everybody, good in every promotion. Um, his influence, I think, is like a direct line to the wrestlers that Eyes and Zoobs uh, sort of have a penchant for, I think, today. He models that style of, like, it's anti-athletic. Like, he's a lead ass. He doesn't really have a move set. He has two moves. But it's like, it's a passion, want to win every minute. Like, and it's like a blend of styles, like a little Memphis in there. He plays so well in Japan with his brother, of course. And so this Saturday night in my Discord, this feels really weird to go into a plug here, but it is just what's going on. I, I'm going to do a Terry Funk stream. Like we have the late night stream this Saturday already on the books. I'm scrapping what was there. So the late night stream for my patrons, it's going to be a Terry Funk watch along this Saturday night because there's just so much to say about this guy and all in's going to come and go and dynamite's going to come and go. And this is just like a Goliath in front of me. And it's hard to like, even th seeing Mox on the show tonight or like thinking of Punk or, or Eddie. Like these guys worship him. And these are some of our very favorite talents on the roster. And so just out the gate, thank you for obliging me saying so much out the gate, Zoobs. It just felt like I couldn't get through the rest of the show without it. Rest in peace, Terry Funk forever. Like one of the most 
impactful guys for me to ever come across. I think I can speak for a lot of people where like his entry into ECW is a lot of our pipelines backwards in time as well. Um, and yeah, it just kind of, I don't know this afternoon. I'm like, they say when you get older, you get more sentimental. And it's like, I don't know if like celebrity deaths would have like hit me like this. Like my afternoon was shitty. I was on my bike ride and like all I could think about was uh, Terry Funk. And so anyway, I have all my notes and I'm going to do the show like normal. I just wanted people to know. It's like, I don't feel really like, I don't know, like even doing keep it or kick it's and stuff tonight. It's like, oh man, this all feels like so kind of schlocky compared to my, how I feel right now. So anyway, thank you for, for obliging. Well, I think I speak for everybody uh, in the chat when I say, if you want to talk about Terry Funk for an hour, I'm <laughs> totally fine uh, to sit here and do that. I right. got uh, no qualms about that. I think it would be beautiful. I think beautifully said there. Um, if at any point you want to sidetrack about Terry Funk, I, you're welcome to do that. Um, this is why you built this place for you to allow yourself to uh, expound in that way. And, and we can we can do it. We can do dynamite in, in an hour. Any normal podcast does. Why not us? For once, you know. <laughs> no, actually, there was, there was a twenty second Ricky Starks talking segment here. I got about six minutes on, unfortunately. So I don't know how likely that is tonight. Seems. Uh, I mean, since Dusty Rhodes, I think this is the biggest wrestling passing. I, mean, I think I'm, I'm right in saying so. If somebody in the chat can remember, it's sort of hazy. But I remember what a big deal that was, and then having it be dynamite tonight and all in. I'm really curious to see what the impact and fallout is. Of this of course he doesn't have a cody rhodes avatar still in a company or dustin rhodes to like sort of put Come that on to but there are people who are avatars for terry and we'll talk him up so i'm really excited for next week's tv when it's not all and i understand why it had to be all in build tonight but i think they can uh some people are going to get a lot of mileage I, i'm thinking eddie's doing the the ladder spin in stadium stampede that would make a lot of sense there, there's anyway it's just a titan man like it's and he's, and Zoom's, you're probably the same as me here. He's been, as long as you've been aware of Terry Funk, he's been old, right? Yes, that is correct. That is absolutely correct. So, like, why is this shocking to us? Like, why why is it right. still hard to rectify? Well, because we're not, because we're not old, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, we're young. <laughs> we're 18. <laughs> I always, whenever somebody is, uh, whenever somebody is, like, a celebrity pops up in the news and you're hanging out with somebody and they go, oh, man, they're aging terribly. I'm always like, not like us, luckily. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best looking 90 year old there is. Woo. People say with that with tattoos, right? It's, oh, well, they're gonna look like shit when you're old. It's like so is the rest of me. <laughs> like what? <Yeah>, right. <laughs> the, my, the worst tattoo might cover up my horrible aged body. <laughs> um. So anyway, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of Terry Funk uh discussion over the the weeks to come. It's just, you know, Mick Foley, an all-time fave of mine, reading his books early, the his connection to Terry and the IWA. It's funny, I, I posted about that. I just realized that. I know I posted about that uh, yeah, IWA-Japan match between him and Cactus. I think it was the 28th anniversary on Monday. It's like, that match is so influential. Desperado, ECW. That I think the NWA match with Flair, the I Quit match, people reference it for, like, watching Babyface Flair all the time. But it's also just, like, a wonderful match. I don't know. It's such a downer for some reason. Like the tap's gone. It's like who's who's training people to be like Terry Funk now? Everything's athletic and like I hope Punk just like becomes like Terry Funk and opens a ranch that like yeah, if you're really cool, you come train under me. I'll take four people a year. There is um especially in these sort of high profile situations in an entertainment field, there is some sort of like it's not a silver lining, but there is a bittersweet thing to that like we People yeah. don't talk about Terry Funk enough. I think Dusty Rhodes was a similar thing. Mm -hmm. And we're also very fortunate to like, we've never had more access to the footage 
to the like to the library to you, you pointed up so many great matches the uh, ability we have in 2023 to pull those up in a moment's time um, and appreciate them and people thinking about them um it's bittersweet Thank speaking you. of bittersweet or just sweet i guess the gifted service. that is a real blessing a lot of bad tech things. Five is very generous. Very generous. Very generous. Very thank you. Very generous. Very thank generous. you so much, Will. Will's one of the greats. There, there's no getting around that. All time great. All time I great. saw. Um, yeah. It, actually, you were there, Zooms. We can tell this story. Actually, I've been talking so much. Why don't you tell the story about what we saw Will do on a subway? Uh, I think it was right oh after Forbidden goodness. Door. Oh, my. We're, we're getting sure. sentimental. We, we can put over a Fred. Yeah, we're uh, talking about, yeah, you think five subs is generous. This guy on the train home from Forbidden Door had an incredible seat. You can see him high-fiving Kenny Omega uh, on, the, on the broadcast on his way into the ring. Uh, has a floor seat, and with the floor seat, you literally get the seat that you sat on and take it home with you. Uh, we're on the subway. He's like, well, I'm not going to have, have space a place for this in my apartment. And he just gives it to a guy on the subway that, struck up that was like hey cool seat will was like here have it Blue this guy's guy and then just got yeah. and then he just got off this up like got off at the next stop it was like, literally well. <laughs> uh they, they say the bloodline cinema this was cinema where yeah, was we're cinema. like pulling in this guy's like wow how did you get this chair and will's just like you know what uh my Emily, great seat she's probably not gonna want me to have it i had a great seat here you go and the guy was just like are you serious like his voice cracked like, he was like he, had, he was staring at an angel we pull into the stop and Will's just like, yep, pay it forward and walks off. <laughs> I was in awe. I was, I felt like I got like it happened to me. <laughs> I know it, it's our story now. <laughs> Will was the yeah, guy all the I'm going to tell people I did that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Will, for the five gifted. Very generous. And thank you, America is so bad. 21 months and uh, a couple other pieces. Thank you, nobody, for playing a uh, sound alert while Josh was giving that impassioned speech about Terry Funk. Beginning of the show is always dicey. Appreciate it. Now you can flood them. Come like, on. Uh, Let them come on in if you were. But I do appreciate uh, it, everybody. Thank you. And uh, unfortunate, I think, uh, uh, a I bittersweet side effect. If I for a second, please subscribe to the channel using Amazon Prime. Thank you, Fritz It's yeah. easy to do. Thanks, Craig. And uh, first, about doing that while something with Prime, which is free, that's you have flexing. Amazon Prime, which you do have because you like to get your packages same day or whatever else there is for Amazon. Uh, 31 months for fruits are edible. I was the last bittersweet part on the opening there was I really liked it's the dialed the down. You got it, <laughs> it wouldn't be double <laughs> without hearing the demons. I think this is the best one. What's the opposite of a palate cleanser after the start we've had? <laughs> I never let Nidge on the desk very double beads, but today's special. The demon trying to stay away from our ringside positions here. The demon doesn't want to be bothered with. The demon wants to continue to fight, but right off the... He wants to continue to fight. He wants to. Meanwhile, his doctors are working with the demon. Edge now is... we got to find a way to get something on the screen during the demon. The demon has been busted open. The demon is back to his feet. The demon ascending yet again. Come on, everybody. In the city of angels. In the city of angels. Yeah, it gets over. Do we it have? It gets over every time. It gets over every time. I go through the identical journey. 
<laughs> and now the houndster. These sound alerts were what I needed in a non-salesman way. Uh, that, that was a nice uh, shift of uh, tone that I didn't know how to get otherwise. Thank you. I'll never say this ever again. Thank you, Finn Balor. Thank you, Finn Balor. Thank you, the anonymous. Finn anonymous Balor, no, that was, uh, that was the TD. That was the demon. Um, See, something's right. Like... I should have said to Vinge, get down from there! <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, I like the stripped down intro. You did like a nice, solemn stripped down intro. And I was like, wow, that, that was actually quite nice. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not always the, um, you know, on coke energy I appear from at the start of the show. <laughs> Just a, little, a subtle gear shift that I know, Dustin, and enjoyed. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate that very much. And now with all that out of the way, let's let's get to some capitalism. Follows came in, subs came in. If you want to do one of those, we would very much appreciate a giant week here on the channel. The The road to All In continues. Uh, the, the biggest pro wrestling event they keep calling it. We would appreciate any support there. Uh, if you're first time here, follow. Anything like that, sub. Uh, we'll thank you. All the subs, the emotes, all that stuff. Text your friends. It's great. Zoops, I think it's time to do what we do best around here, though. What do you say about that? It's what we do best around here. <laughs> It's we ask other people to do the work. It really is what, what we do. No, who does it better than us? Who does that better? Than... Yeah. Well, not, yeah, that's actually, true. That's not the, it's what is it? Yeah. I want to get this. Is it what is it what we're the best at doing, or are we the best at doing it? It's what we're we the do best, best at doing it. Yeah. Okay. But there's like, a difference. We do, but, if it's what we do best, and it's like it's just what we, it's just what we're best at. What is it you guys do best? Well, yeah. We go what to the Brainiacs and then these zooms, and we ask them on a scale of one to seven, with one being the worst and seven being the best. What do you, these zooms, and you, the Brainiacs, the chat rate tonight's episode of AW Dynamite? You didn't spend money on it, but you did spend time. Matt, please, I'll intro you. One, thank you. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. Come on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. What'll it be? Gonna love the clock. Gonna love the graphics. Shout out to Bobby Burritos in the chat, provider of all the new cool graphics. The God. All machine guns through the scores. We'll see if Zoom can keep track of an average here. Here we go. Hey, my name is Will with the six. I am Ahab with a six. Rube Sertable with a seven. Irish Mac 21 with a full seven. Cadenza with a seven. C-Sepa 55 with a six. Marlon Phillips with a seven. G. Richie with a six and a half. Torp 21 with a seven. Kev Sell with a six. Gisbert with a six. America is so bad with a seven. Dennis Dreamer with a six. Dark Dolor DDKL with a six. Al B19 with a seven. VZ with a six. Sludge Williams with a seven. McDenner Hughes with a seven. And Blitzel 5 with a six. Corvax 1266 with a seven. Hartnut with a six. Ryan PM with a six. Pacefall with a seven. Trilly McGinnis with a five and a half. Ash Kutcher with a six. Shap Top with a full seven. McVander Hughes with a six. Bobby Burritos with a seven. Quite gone, Juice with a six and a half. The Narwhal with a six. Seventh offensive with a seven. And hi, it's me, RL, with the full seven. High scores tonight, Sue. Bang, bang. Yeah, lots of high scores. Um, yeah, I, is five and a half the lowest anybody goes? So sixes yeah. and sevens. Uh, I'm going to double it straight draw here. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I think we're looking at a, a six, four, six, five is probably your average six, two, five, maybe. On Let's the low end, six five. It looked like half sixes, half sevens. To it me. did. That's, it so did. Yeah. We're, we're, we're taking the helicopter, the helicopter view on this one. I think I'm. I think I'm probably just below. I think I'm, uh, this, is, this is to me like the 
it was a, it's a six and that I like, it's like I, I had a good time leading into a big event and they did what they needed to do is like fully mission accomplished and things that I thought would be good would be good, but it wasn't the blow the skull out of the back of your head. Uh, no doubt seven that I often believe that I know was seven and didn't feel like one to me, but a very good show and a, a six and, a, and, and duty paid uh, for the weekend. I think some good stuff to look forward to. I think maybe a little lower. I don't know. It's such an interesting show. It's a great go-home show. Did a hell of a job selling all in, I thought. Made everything feel big. It was really re lacking good wrestling, and it was littered in production issues. <laughs> like, sure. Uh, th those two things are very true. But I thought a lot of the segments that had to, like, bring the heat for the feud, like, knocked the ball out of the park. Makes it really hard to score. Yeah, I guess a six. Uh, I'll say a six, but there were parts of this show. I understand the sevens in the chat. I really thought the high points were high. I just didn't think the main event was anything special. The opener, like there was really one match at the body of the show. Man, I was like, what? I was like, wait, what's the actual main event? If what are they doing? If and, and no, that was the main event. I was blown away. I'm sure it's fun for Aussie Open to work the Hardys. No one wants to hear me shit on more. Like I don't want the old guys wrestling in AEW. Like these rumors of Edge coming. I mean, if 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 Terry if if Terry Funk wouldn't have died today, that would have been easily the worst news I got today. Is that just coming to AEW? It was a very short list of things that could be worse than that. Uh, although it, one thing that's interesting is the Edge have a good match challenge. We'll continue into AEW. It's been going since 2005. We're going to see if uh, we can finally break the streak. Come on, Edge! Uh, it's it's he, he's here to do tag team work with Christian, though, right? That's the. Great. That's what he's here to do, right? Great. He, Christian could... on just the fucking run of a lifetime. Let's do this nostalgia run with Edge. Sounds awesome. Christian retires Edge. How about that? He would deserve it. Yeah. Edge would never do it, though. He he likes he likes that he, it's it's Edge and Christian. He, you know. You can't forget what that guy did to Matt Hardy. You know, you can't. I won't forget. Uh what what is he what would he come in? What is he coming in as? Adam Copeland? Good God, it's Adam Copeland. Yeah, I don't know. I, what's the the name? Sexton Hardcastle was. Uh, yeah. Name? Ed. We'll see. Ed Choland. Ed Ed Chopland. Ed Chopland. There we go. <laughs> and of course, that's our producer Matt Prince. I forgot to intro off the top. Sorry, Matt. You're running the show behind the ones and twos. How do we find you this evening, good friend? Well, you didn't intro me, but I thought that would give me the opportunity to chime in, like with a real good one. You know. Like, When's that coming? <laughs> it's it's edge coming <laughs> well, edge globally <laughs> yeah well to be clear back I did, in the oven i did miss uh misspeak but instantly uh which um i did say ed ed chogland or something like that i didn't yeah. get his last <laughs> name right <laughs> you didn't um, come close i didn't yeah, come close it's not chogland <laughs> yeah yeah it's not chogland you swung at the pinata, but it sure didn't break open. But in a way, you should, Ed. You should just be Ed. In a way, he is Ed, Ed Chogland, and I think in in some ways we all <laughs> oh. are too. Yeah, oh, that's very nice. Uh, thank you so much worth, for uh, running the show. Worthwhile today, detour, as always. <laughs> <laughs> Not only to get the name wrong, I don't even know who the corrected name is. I don't have a clue. And what what is the got the name wrong? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, there's also. no correct name. Well, in my defense. <laughs> We love him. We, we love Matt Prince. Thank you for keeping the show on the rails tonight, Matty. Uh, okay. We open up tonight's show with, oh, oh yeah. People people are saying Edge has no dad. Bobby Brudo shouting that out. Tough, so maybe there's. Tough lane. Yeah, tough lane. Could be something there. Ed Choplin, says James Redder. Yeah, well, all, all everybody's <laughs> going to remember that. Everybody's going to remember Ed Choplin. That's 
I might like him more. Just, just you wait. And it's Chopin's... the weirdest episode of the show ever. Wait, it's the and all Chopin's in. coming. And you know what's funny is I, I see it. The first half of the word you wanted the last half of edge, right? Because the just sound. Totally. I see I get it. And then the back half <laughs> Would you call it seems a worthwhile detour? <laughs> All right. Well, oh let's, mercy. Let's hear it for Ed Choplin. Oh my god above. Oh, I should have said up the top. Thanks so much, Facebook, for the ticket. I'm on a tolerance break right now. I apologize. I got you, brother. There we go. Zoops has us covered. <laughs> you have my sword. Worry oh not. my! <laughs> yeah, and my shield. All right. And I, open. of course, can't. Go. Oh, okay. Oh, oh boy. Will knock your dick in the dirt. I will knock your dick <laughs> in <Joe>. the dirt. <laughs> I need to recover. I'm lassoing this. I can't believe I credited Matt for keeping this on the rails. Specific words I chose. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Rantic I thought that was to Fanatics, the merch company. Okay. Man. All right, everybody, all of us together now. We're going to defog the glasses. This is you at home, too. Deep breath in. Okay. Dot dot the eyes. <laughs> this wonderful episode of AEW Dynamite opens up with the promise of the Elite versus Juice Robinson and the Guns. Now, of course, uh, carry on my wayward son in the Jane spot here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. It's gonna, it's gonna say it. Same as a wait. Chopeland. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Uh Elite versus Juice Robinson the Cuts. This was a bipolar episode of I opened with the most solemn double dudes ever. Now I can't get it together. <laughs> it's, it's the guns versus with Juice Robinson against the Elite, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks, who are of course using uh, my wayward son here in the Jane role. This is the big song to open up dynamite. <laughs> The match doesn't happen. Uh, I hate this to open up the show. I don't understand this. Uh, I was sort of wondering in the beginning, like, how hard can the Elite wrestle? You want these guys basically wrapped in bubble wrap to deliver on their, their big match come Sunday. Thank you to Swagman. Hell, Hellcat Swagman is going to be watching all in with me for gifting this up to Justin Morris. Thanks for coming by, everybody. Um, here they are. It's the Elite. I was watching to see if Kenny Omega took a bump. Took one right at the end, so he did do one on TV. But I was for me, you got to keep these guys bubble wrapped. Big matches uh, on the weekend, so not much you can do here. But it almost instantly devolves into a Takeshita run in on to attack Kenny Omega. FTR run out to protect the Bucks, which is actually something I think is super interesting. They go on to sort of address that later on in the show. Um, but I thought I do like that dynamic where it's like, no, no, we want the fair fight. Like, well, you can't beat down these guys right now. Like, we got to face them to be the best. Um, so it devolved really quickly. Come this whole thing, like, came as quickly or it was gone as quickly as it came. Thank you, Ashton. Sub to Joe Flynn. 
can't do it. I'm too emotionally fraught tonight. Oh my Come god. I thought I thought I was not gonna be able to do the show for a completely different reason. Uh, retros on that howdy. I bet you JR smoking on that stash. <laughs> Golly. Um, I thought this did a good job of making this all feel big. It felt more like a attitude era raw, like going off air, like, oh, there's too much. We're running out of time. We'll see you this Sunday at the pay-per-view. It's like all these people are brawling all over the place with the mixed alignments. Um, I don't know why they on earth you'd open their show with this, but I thought it was fun and whipped things into a bit of a tussle. I just think, like, the promise of this trio's match and then it happens for, like, two minutes is a little strange. But it is what it is. Uh, you get any love out of this segment here, Zeus? Um, I agree with you that in in terms of utility, it sort of um, needs to happen. It needs to take place. You sort of have to silence everybody. That's not, not that saying there's no build, but sort of continue to build the blocks and get you um, to the finish line here, which is Sunday, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought it served that uh, capably. And... To your point, yeah, I I was also throughout the show sort of thinking about the bubble wrap thing, about like the last possible thing you, to the point of like, like later on in this card, I mean, you, Darby only goes one speed, right? And there's like some yeah. spots in that match where you're like, Jesus, dude, like <laughs> the big matches in four days. Holy geez. Um, but that's who he is and, and why he is uh, where he is. But yeah, I, I think keeping it protected, keeping it bubble wrapped, as you say, um, is, is an important piece here. He really is an all-time wild man, and this seems like a good opportunity to let people know that uh, Friday morning on our YouTube channel, going to do a piece of content over there, is going to be our full-on all-in preview show. So we're not going to veer too far into that uh, tonight. We're going to really review Dynamite like we normally do, and then you can check the YouTube channel Friday morning. It'll be up by the time for your commute for our full uh, preview with picks and all that good stuff. I agree with Matty Mac that Zoobs looks hot tonight. I, I fully agree with that. <laughs> um, but I thought this was fun, and set the... You know, you still have Collision and Rampage, and you have to fill those spaces. It's an awkward spot to be in. I think this, like, eight-man tag that they're building to with the quick Bucks and FTR Alliance is actually a clever way of going about it. So, no problems here for me. thought it was fun. Yeah, and I'm with you on the on the FTR um, ribbon through this. Adds depth. Something that they've done a good job of um, building out the world in. Yeah. I think is a, a consistency of theirs is sort of, like, flat, really fleshing those things out that... Um, it wouldn't make sense that they would just sit by and, and watch this idly go by if they meant what they said and they do mean what they say. So um, the actions back up the words, which is important. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we'll, we'll explore that a little bit more in their sit-down segment later on because I actually think there's some interesting things specific to what you're saying there. I just don't want to give away my point yet. Um, okay, so now we go backstage to the first of two sit-downs with Renee Paquette tonight, former co-worker of the Zoobs, who is just a godsend to this company, by the way. Like, it's easy, easy to forget. Like, it's like, the interviewing was just not this good, and they weren't putting, they weren't giving people these spots because there wasn't somebody as good. And I think these are good things on the show. She sits down with MJF here and Cole later, and I think they both say one line that is meant to inform Sunday in one of two ways, as is either wrestling. They either want you to think it's one thing, or this is actually the hint. MJF says a lot of things here, but I want to focus on the one line he says basically at the end here, and we can go through the rest of the promo here. But he says, "I've never had a friend, and Adam's more than that. He's a brother." He's made me a better guy, and he's taught me that I can let my guard down. Mm. Zoobs, is this setting up for Adam Cole to turn on MJF? And again, we're doing a preview show, so we can do the big take on this and where it's leading later. But do you read just this line as that, or is this the devil convincing the world that he doesn't exist? 
I I read it I read it the first way um for sure uh, but Me too. I would uh, I do love that 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 alternate alternate angle exists I love that second way of thinking I think that's uh, what gives so much of what MJF has done depth is this isn't the first time that's happened right where it's like something is very big uh, there's a very very big signal that like you know his story is, as well here it's like there's it can go one of two ways like he's always been evil uh and 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 ultimately a thousand feet ahead or like he gets burned here and it only makes him worse. Like, right. Like it only, it only reinforces him and makes him a bigger heel. Uh, I think it's like, um, he's foolproof in that way. He's, he's built his character so well and he's got such a, such a, you know, perfectly formed, um, sense of who he is mm-hmm. that like, there's no result that betrays like his honesty and his story. Um, I think that's really important and really cool. So yeah, I read it as, as the cool turn. I think that, um, Makes sense. You got a you got a sympathetic MJF. It's it, I'd be interested in seeing it. Well, Cole gives you reason to believe that later in his. I'll point out his line later. But before that, MJF is in full on. You talked about there what a sense of himself he has. It's so great that he just knows exactly what him as a baby face is. Like he's a lot more stone cold than he is uh, John Cena, <laughs> where it's he's just adjusting who MJF is. Renee's like, "Are you excited for Sunday?" He's like, "Gonna be all chubbed up, baby." People love chanting my name, and I've realized I love nothing more than when people chant my name. Hell, I'm the British Bulldog if he was Jewish and a good public speaker. That's just <laughs> fantastic. Like, that's that's basically a heel line. Like, yeah. you say the British Bulldog, <laughs> this beloved English legend, is bad as promoing, which he is, uh, but he's using it in, like, this big baby face way to say how great he is still. It's really not that different. He says, I'll buy all those alcoholics a pint, even. This is, like, another example of that. It's, like, ostensibly he's calling these people alcoholics, but the, his, his tone and cadence and everything plays his baby face. Um, then he brings down the temple a little bit when Renee asks if he's feeling the pressure, and he says, listen, I would have bullshit you. Gold me would have bullshit you here, but pressure, yeah, it's immense. I'm the main event of the biggest wrestling show in history. Yeah. It's huge pressure. And, uh, yeah, I thought he was, you know, predictably very very good in this role uh you, you always you like to bury the lead of the all oh, he said all said all, said all the wwe names oh yeah 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 he said all the wwe he said all the legends he can go down as and he named a bunch of wrestlemania guys he he was he was wrestlemania was what he was saying that's Hulk yeah Hogan, he said it's Bruno bigger San than Martino, WrestleMania. undertaker triple h uh i can't remember stone cold i think yeah. the rock um he loves to come out and say the forbidden words naughty yeah, boy, was so. I mean, he must not be allowed to. I guess is the thing. There should be a guy in the like lower middle card who sucks. Who's like every time he gets on the mic, he, he's like Seamus, Uncle Howdy. He just like all he does is pick fights with people who are in the company. MJF does it. He's fucking so brilliant. Um, oh, that's really funny to think about. Somebody just like, oh yeah, yeah. You think LA yeah is over? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it, man? <laughs> Uh, John Moxley versus Ray. Okay, so tonight on the broadcast, it was decidedly Ray Phoenix, not Ray Phoenix. To me, it's always been Ray Phoenix. Am I mistaken about this? Everybody I mean, was like Ray Phoenix on commentary tonight. So I'll go with that. I yeah, because I know I was media in the past, but they don't hand me the pronunciation cards anymore, unfortunately. They I got should. no idea. Yeah, they really once should. Upon time, once upon a time. Uh, John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. And. Uh, relating Terry Funk again, I honestly was just like, it's great to see Mox here. Like, I bet he's like sort of your living avatar of him in some ways, most similar guy, and it's nice to see him. Um, 
They open up with like some really aggressive. I forget Phoenix likes to do this in his matches, like big strike exchanges, like huge slaps to the chest, and then some of those high kicks, the the crescent kick too. I like Phoenix's striking, which is just not what I associate with him as a wrestler. But he, when he wants to do it, he really is. Uh, Mox hits the Funk Pile Driver in this, very cool. Ray kicks out of the Death Rider for an enormous pop. Mox sinks in an RNC and does get the choke out. We'll talk about the post-match here in a second, Zeus, but I actually thought this was like a really, really fun, albeit pretty short match. I feel like Dynamite's been kind of lacking on matches that I really bite my teeth into. Lately, there's this scratch niche. I like this quite a bit. There's been a weird, I think, I think Dynamite's good TV match has fallen into a weird pattern where like, I think you're starting to get trained to not even pay attention really before the first commercial break. Because like it's it's sort of become sure. like it's one of those things to gift and a curse right? it's like oh it's, it's, you get twenty minute matches on the on the show, and it's like but also sometimes I find myself the first like seven eight minutes being like this is gonna go to commercial pretty soon here. Um, I think I think sometimes that we we've seen so many good matches in the last three years that um, you know I think something like this would have really stood out not that long ago, and now it's like um, like you said probably too short, but um, I'm a big fan of this pairing as well. I think. Um, you know, the concern, uh, maybe not the concern, but like the sort of the thought off the top of the show that you had about bubble wrapping the guys. Um, this was one that you're looking at in the card and being like, I hope they don't bubble wrap here too much. I hope we get something in. I thought this was uh, worthy of that anticipation of it. I was, you know, so this is circled on the, on the poster for me, mocks against Phoenix. Now there were, thank you for correctly pronouncing his name. I have no idea. I, I, I was about to say it, then I was like, shit, which one did he say was the Phoenix. one that they're saying? Yeah. Not Phoenix. I always thought it was Ray Phoenix. Phoenix. I, I, I always said that. Phoenix. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to be ignorant. Ripping at the mask, fucking hitting him with a fucking crowbar. Incredible stuff. Uh, the BCC yeah. is out. Now there were rumors today that uh, Ray Phoenix was having visa issues and might not be at all in. So I was sort of expecting this to not be a full match and just be an injury angle. Instead, we get the best of both worlds, which I was tweeting about on our Twitter account at uh, wrestling underscore brain, if you want to go give us a follow under there. But it's the best of both worlds where they do the full match and then BCC beats down Ray Phoenix into un Phoenix into enough where it's, that's the injury angle. So now he's going to be written off, but he's being beaten down by BCC. We Like you say, Wheeler and Mox have the crowbars out. Terrible way to be beaten down. Really brutal. Wow. For sure. What was that food? Matt, just, if it was ever... That looks phenomenal. I can't play the game now because I know what that is. But God, too bad. Like a good bowl. It's too bad. We, and we can't even talk about it unless the song gets I know, played. I know. So. Without the song. Um, but anyway, uh, it's cool to see John Moxley and BCC play the tough guy until Eddie Kingston and Penta come out. Okay, they're a little more nervous. But then the returning Santana and Ortiz sandwich them. Okay, now we're still in trouble. BCC's in charge. You already know this, dude, because you've heard me talk about this on the show. You know who sends John Moxley running. It's not <laughs> any right. of this cavalcade of guys. The, here comes Chuck Taylor. The yeah. best friends are here at BCC go, Mamma Mia. No, mm -mm. Scatter. The word is what they do is scatter. Cockroaches to the lights on when the Kentucky Gentleman's in town. You'll know that to be a consistent piece of uh, theme between these guys. Um, this got me hype. I think Stadium Stampede is going to be awesome. In, in, you know, I, I don't know what Wembley looks like. I don't know if you or Matt do. Like, I've, I've seen fights there, but I have, like, no sense. You know, like, Karukin Hall or, like, this yeah, place. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I have, like, a sense of the building <laughs> so much of it. I don't feel that way about Wembley at all. But you got to think there's, like, some iconic gates or, or whatever else for them to do cool stuff. I'm sure, though. I'm sure they have it uh, scouted. I, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be cool. That's sort of stuff that 
always provides such memorable like um moments and and cool things that drive huge portions of the year and a lot of guys that we're excited about and we love involved so uh, i think it's gonna be pretty sweet i love big match eddie kingston that's fucking my shit my jam me too uh have to agree with nimble to five here shirtless penta his best look he looks terrifying he just hasn't put a shirt on in three weeks but he still has the mask <laughs> it feels like you would never end up with that combo it feels like shirts off masks off to me not the pentagon sick look agree with niblets uh, and yeah very very exciting <clears throat> and then uh that yeah i said this best friends chase them away and we get set up for stadium stampede i'm excited oh yeah one. good point ashley kutcher santana looked fucking enormous what about the return of these guys for you zoobs all, all the dirt sheets of course I... wrong again saying these guys haven't talked and aren't on the same page they're here tag team turned heel now where, where are you on them I mean, this was the you. You said this would happen last week. You say dirt sheets. I say Josh said this on the show last week. This is boiler alert. Boiler like spoiler alert right there, basically right there. <laughs> um, yeah, man, fucking, he looked enormous. I was like, did they get a new guy? Who is this new guy? I was like, no, that's just fucking <laughs> extremely swole Santana. Um, great yeah, interesting. look too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, interesting. The relationship with Eddie is always um, it's always good, but it, it, sometimes it gets a little a little murky. They 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 played it for a very long time uh, last time we saw them all together. So we'll we'll see how this t- fits out. But you know, it gives Eddie things to do. It gives Eddie heated rivalries. It gives Eddie people to be mad at. So uh, I'm not mad at that. I think they added juice. I don't think they'll be part of BCC though. Do you? No, I think they're more just here to make for another like Eddie's close friends have turned on him. Yeah. So it's like. The irony that the only, like, Pentagon is the only established Eddie Kingston friend in the locker room that he still has. Like, he was already on an island. Mox abandoned him for Claudio. And now Santana and Ortiz have sided with that crew. He's just got his best friend, Pentagon. Maybe Homicide, if they can get Homicide in. But maybe Homicide's with Mox, too. Who knows? It's just a great, great. Whenever they get to Mox Eddie, that's as good as, well, you know me, I'm always on about punk this, punk that. Mox Eddie is as good as anything they could do. Any any dude in the company, it's as good or better than. Yeah, I I can't wait. I need to get Mox top title first. Get Mox in the title and then. Agreed. Eddie title. Fine by me. Yeah. I'm just gonna read you what I wrote down on my card here, Zoobs, and tell me if you had the same experience. Okay. Yeah. I am hearing ads, but just seeing an AEW splash screen. <laughs> Anyone else have the see the ads today? Tough. Why even watch, you know? Yeah, I'm there to hear, you know, I don't want a Burger King ad without getting to see the delicious burger. If I got to hear the fucking stupid song three times a commercial break, <laughs> show me the burger. <laughs> uh, but you Maybe saw the radio. commercials, you lucky duck. I don't, I didn't notice what was going on with the commercials. Not going to lie to you. VZ and the Swagman uh, did indeed have the same thing. Nuts. Bob Burrito saying, I don't think Proud and Powerful will be a tag team. Commentary was calling him Mike Santana. Feels like he's going solo. Yeah, I guess re- remains to be seen. They're aligned right now, though. But we'll, yeah, we'll see. Mike Santana. Ooh, la la. Sounds like a surf rock band. Play. Yeah. A guy in a surf rock band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I'm with you. Mike Santana. Uh, now, oh, this was so good. That Paul Heyman thing about if they give you one second, get over in one second. You've got 10 seconds, get over in 10 seconds. If you got a minute, you better be a superstar. Eddie Kingston understands that basically better than anybody. As Renee approaches him backstage and is just like, she's sort of admonished at her husband. And she's like, what, what can you do something? He's like, 
You want me to fix this? What am I going to do? You want me to fucking fix Okay, you know what? I'll fix this. I'll fix this at Wembley Stadium. That's where I'm going to fix this. You, you do it on Saturday, su- Sunday. I'm fixing this. And it's like, well, there we go. He's going to kill John Moxley at Wembley Stadium and uh, <laughs> to, to fix it for Renee. He didn't have, there's no wordy promo. He's just pissed. It's awesome. Right. Yeah, he's amazing. And he's, the, and he's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, he might be the best pro wrestler in the world. I might agree with that. We got to get to him and Punk again to really see the. And then whoever wins that is the. I mean, tell me it wouldn't be the best. Tell me that's not the number one though. Oh yeah, that's 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 the match that run that rematch. I'd love to see him and MJF again. But if you said you could only see Punk Eddie or Punk MJF again, I'd take Punk Eddie twice. Yeah. Michael Santana and David Ortiz to see Sapa. That's a baseball player, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. And I'm t- I have no idea if that's really Ortiz. Of they really call him David Ortiz on the show today? I didn't hear that. Or and I think I would have gone. He's a baseball fan. How are things going on less than Jay Zoobs? It's uh, it feels like a hot time for baseball. I mean, it's playoff time. Things are going things are going chaotically, night in, night out. It's either the the best of times, just the worst of times every night for three for two two and a half three hours. It's it's absolute torture. If you are even tangentially following the baseball playoffs, I cannot recommend that you go <laughs> search out. V Zoobs is uh, Toronto Jays podcast less than Jays because I, I see I see lots of baseball chatter these days. Yeah, I loved this next segment. Oh, this was the maybe the best thing on the show for me here. Um, which like, I'm not. It's, it's, you know, it's stuck. I don't want a victory lap, and I don't want to build it the <laughs> other way. I knew Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho was going to rule, so this wasn't super surprising, and I think they over-delivered because Will Ospreay remains like a really good promo and people never talk about it. But it's the Jericho-Ospreay contract signing. Soobs, you're probably like me a little bit, I would guess, where when you hear contract signing, part of you kind of goes... Yeah, I would say that's true. Uh, I did not have that here. Uh, Jericho has Sammy by his, by his side, or I did initially, but then the, the segment was so good that uh, didn't do it. Then Don Callis comes out to join them. And of course, this arena just fucking hates him. <laughs> they just can't stand the sight of Dirty Don Callis. Every uh, arena does, seemingly. It sure seems. And it makes it so fun. It's so fun that people just know how badly. And not like a Roman Reigns, you know, by the time he's done his 40-minute entrance, you're, you're all out of gas. Like, Don Callis is just spitting. Why did I do it? Four words! Will Bogdan Osprey? Is "ba" a word? Uh, this is this is Don Callis explaining why he had the picture of Jericho beheaded by him last week and why he declined Jericho's uh, acceptance of joining the uh, Callis family. There's so much heat going on, and then Will Osprey gets the mic. I'm not going to do it, Matt. Do, can you do an English impression at all? I feel like he was he, doing an, an English impression, to be honest. <laughs> well, he definitely was like playing up the like oi bruvs to bruv. He called the entire crowd bruv at one point. <laughs> Which I thought was Matt, great. Matt, can you do an, an impression of an English guy like eating a large meal? Like <laughs> taking enormous bites of something? <laughs> oh, I love that there's only salt on this. <laughs> oh, I got him. He's got it. I knew he had it in the bag. The real bullet club is Matt Prince. The true shooter. <laughs> Shooting on English. This show is about to be back on the rails, says Marlon. You're damn right. Uh, Oi, are, shut up. Are you taking this seriously? You honestly are wondering if Jericho, like you think if I'm going to show up, 
This match changes my life, bruv. I win. I've beaten Okada, Omega, and Jericho in two months. This is an awesome anchor to this match for me. That, oh yeah, name the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, I beat them all in three months. And not that Jericho is necessarily in that category, but this feud posits that he is, which means that it's a very clever positioning because Jericho, in a legacy big-time sense, absolutely fills that role. Uh, And then Osprey reveals that he needs to have a good showing because a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling is up in six months, which leads us to our first of three tickets of the evening tonight, Zub. So you can probably guess this one. Uh, keep it or kick it, of course. You go down to the emotes bar. You select either keep or kick. In response to this prompt, keep like, kick, hate. Zoobs, this prompt. Keep it or kick it. Will Osprey joining All Elite Wrestling full-time? Keep it or kick it. 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 I'm alone on this one. Zoops, can you, can you get to the answers? I, I think I, I literally am alone on this. I think Maddie Mac, get me a sticker pack, has your back. Um, oh, wow, who's the songwriter on this channel? Matt, you better step up. Go anyway, lots of keeps to behold. Uh, Bye-bye Burritos, I am Ahab, Qui-Gon Jin and Juice, Stay Buns. Hey, my name is Will, Trilly McGinnis, Albi19, CSAP55, BZ, Cadenza, Corvax, 1266, all with keeps. Then Maddie Mac, our mod, with a kick, and then keeps all around from Dennis Dirty Work, Big Vander Huge, Sludge Williams. Hi, it's me, RL. Uh, Ashley Kutcher, Heart Note, and Ryan PM. Uh, I, and you said you are alone on this, so I'm assuming you are kicking. I'm kicking, yeah. Sorry, I guess I shouldn't have revealed. This is a no, th- this is a no thinker keep for me, for, personally. You think, yeah, he just adds such value to this show that the, you couldn't possibly get away from it. It's a win-win, I think, for him and for the company. Uh, I think, um, you know, he, he's been incredible in New in, in New Japan. I don't know that you want to work New Japan style forever, um, especially if you can if you can cash in. If you can cash in and get a nice big paycheck, you can get the paycheck that you deserve at the level that he is at compared to the other wrestlers in the world. Um, I think you do that. I think I think that's something you should do. And I think for Tony, it, you know, the way forward here is going to have to be being different, right? And there is no other guy at the level of Will Ospreay that's available, um, yeah. really. That that is reasonable. True. That's a reasonable thing. These guys like Will Ospreay, like there's there's been releases and there's been things that have come and gone. You don't have superstars like Will no. Ospreay available, and he already looks like a superstar on your show, right? Like when he shows up, it's an order of magnitude above. Um, I would say 90% probably of the people that are on the show mm-hmm. that, that week, depending on who's in attendance. Like, he is in that echelon. He's already there. So, like, a lot of the hard work is already done. Uh, I think it's a no-brainer. It's sort of a, it's a, it's a worthwhile way to, to add. 
It's also fun to think about because New Japan does their contracts Wrestle Kingdom to Wrestle Kingdom. So if there is AEW New Japan involvement and maybe it's like the Callus family's there with Will Ospreay and he is leaving, like I could see that time early January being super interesting and people being the finish of Will Ospreay's match, like really informing what's going to happen. I think that'll be a really interesting time to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. So hold on. You, you, you're a no. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want him there. Not, not me. I, I like him too much in New Japan. He's sure. I think he suits New Japan like a glove. Uh, I don't think that AEW is going to let him just like crank out 45-minute epics once a month. Uh, or sorry, I don't think uh, All Elite's going to do that. New Japan does let him do that. He's a big anchor to my interest in there. I like watching New Japan, and I just feel like he is top dog there right now and is a big part of my interest there. And I like him with the other New Japan heavyweights uh, a lot. So... Uh, yeah, it's really more that I want him in New Japan that I than I don't want him in AEW. He's just a, I think he suits there really well, and he's a big part of my interest there. So I guess I basically I guess the difference there comes on the the forty five minute epics. I don't know if it's a does he always want to do them or is that the standard that he now must wrestle at? You know what I mean? I'm sure he does not want to do them anymore. I mean, think, even their promo they talk about a little bit here as we'll get to. Um, but yeah, that that's borderline part of it because Chris Jericho kicks into his side of the promo. And I thought this was excellent. Where has this Jericho been? It reveals how listless so much of his shit has been <laughs> when he still has this in him. Where he goes, you remember when all those journalists were saying you were going to be put in a wheelchair? Do you remember who called you, Will Ospreay? Do you remember who called you? It was me. I called you. And apparently there's this phone call. Who cares if it's real or fake? It was like, I didn't want you to be in a wheelchair. This is bigger than mania. This is bigger than any Tokyo Dome. This is Chris Jericho. I was like, okay, measure, understand here. I just thought Jericho, and then he goes on full get this guy over mode, where he's like, you might be the best there. You're the best in-ring wrestler. People think you're going to lap me. It's just, he's so savvy, and he knows what he's doing. Don't make me regret helping you. I'll see you at Wembley. And then it melts down into a, a giant brawl. I just thought this was really, really fantastic. Yeah, on both I mean, on both guys yeah. and Callis. Um, like I said, uh, I think Osprey feels markedly different and stands out in a big way. Uh, and they're investing a lot in him, so I would expect um, a respectful offer made. And I think he fits. And I think this is this is sort of the part of the reason why I just think he has a real presence to him and um, gets you know we, we, Jay White was a good example of this as like um sort of getting the style over here a little bit more comfortably he's already sort of there yeah. and i think uh i think it goes a long way totally agree on that we go back backstage and now renee is sitting down with the other half of our main event on sunday it's adam cole and they watch highlights sort of reminding us that it's actually been adam cole if anybody who's been a little treacherous in this pairing they show him sort of teasing hitting mjf with the belt and his different interaction with Roderick Strong, where he says he's just pretending to like MJF. And Cole says, listen, we're brothers. Brothers fight. Some people, you know, we're going to have up and downs. But the truth of the matter is, Max, and this is, I said both guys have one line I would pay attention to. This was Cole's. Max has reminded me, and I have to thank him for this, who the real Adam Cole is. Adam Cole has been a heel for yes. 80% of his career. Absolutely. <laughs> Despite what his entrance would tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 
I don't know. If you want to take these guys at their words, and we'll get into this more on our preview show on uh, on the YouTube channel on Friday. But if you want to take these guys at their words, Adam Cole is going to side with Roderick Strong in the kingdom, and MJF is going to go too far in trusting him and not wanting to cheat. It's going to cost him. But I, I just, I don't know if that makes the most sense when you start considering all out. And that's what we'll talk about on the preview show. Because I think Cole turning means Cole winning. And Cole, I don't know. It's all very tricky. But he is a guy Punk yeah. would work because Punk likes him. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. They've done a great job. They painted this. They painted this nicely. Where each one of them has, you've got enough. You got you're more than enough from both sides, um, to make this really compelling. And you have the, you know, you have the tag team match earlier in the night. You have you have so much more to go. Uh, it's really exciting. It's really well done. I've gotten a lot, every bit of meat off this bone. And last week was the only week where I thought the segment was kind of whack. Like I thought that they've they've really gotten a lot out of this pairing, and it's been. If they would have said, hey, we're going to do a can they coexist tag team thing with Cole and MJF while MJF is world champion, I would have been like, don't do that. That will stink. That will stink <laughs> like a diaper. And I would have been totally wrong. It's been really magnificent. And like you say, there's the the tag match, which I think there's going to be a lot to inform the main event from. After, could you bring up something interesting here? Can yeah. Cole kick out of the kangaroo kick? I love it. I love that. I, 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 I'm going to guess that's going to be a, a huge spot. I know I'll come alive for it. I, yeah. I'm gonna hop off the couch. <laughs> it's gonna be the start... biggest near fall. Although I gotta It'll say, be... I, I don't have the body control of MJF. When he was doing that hop, I was like, How no, it's he... not easy. It's not easy, man. It takes course very... Whole thing's moving at once. Uh G Richie saying, I think the turn comes on dynamite by the loser. Yeah, the swerve is no swerve, and then it happens on TV. I think that's a totally fine uh call as well. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's big. It's a big moment. I'm, I think, I think a, a good job. A job well done here, to, to your point. I think just last week, which was a bad show that I didn't really like in general, um, skirted the line on uh, on the length of time that they can get off of this. But I think they, they stuck the landing here pretty nicely. Now, I don't know if this happened to everybody, but I just didn't see this next segment. I saw Roderick Strong in the kingdom, and then my feed went to black. So. Yeah, I didn't see this either. I have I have no idea what happened here. If maybe what a an American shame. Was I'm watching. sure it was good. It must have been. It's probably it's probably the promo of the year. I would have been good info at least. Like I I need to know this stuff. But nope, my feed was just black. I just saw Roderick Strong for a moment and then all black. So I don't know what happened. Anybody want to fill me in? Good. Uh, I, here's my guess. Roderick Strong was like, Adam Cole has forgotten me. <laughs> Bob Rudolph saying they said nothing and the swag man saying it was pointless. Yep, that all sounds exactly checks out to me. Did Matt Taven get any mic time is all I need to know. Just kidding. Okay. Darby Allen and Nick Wayne becoming quite the popular pairing at AEW lately. And they're here to take on two members of the Mogul Embassy. It's Swerve Strickland and AR Fox. These guys battle it out on the apron for a while. They do sort of a fun miscommunication time spot. They're both going for like, both pairs are going for a big apron spot and like canceling each other from doing so. I thought that was very cool. Uh, AR Fox hits maybe the only good corkscrew brain buster I've ever seen out of him. That's in like the crossroads sister abigail line of moves where it's like i just don't get why people choose it as their finisher besides you can hit it on everybody like it just doesn't look especially good to me the difference is if you're doing it on nick wayne who can jump 10 feet in the air it can look really really nice and uh it did um i can't read my own writing here who knows what that said uh darby does end up pinning ar fox which leads into the angle that's falling which we'll get to here but i thought a very hard hitting borderline hardcore match between the four competitors here do you enjoy this one zeus <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, man, Darby only has one speed, huh? Like, just outside of the pay-per-view, 
like a a, a pre blow off match, and he's just like throwing himself through the like into the side of the announce table and off of stuff and apron like it's it's crazy man he's he's unbelievable uh truly special um yeah i i dig out everybody involved in this and i think uh you know it, it continues to be nice to see um nick wayne in there with people that he's comfortable with and has a lot of history yeah. with and um as we'll get to in a minute here like pretty clearly like he has said like everything's fair game. Let's let's go as big as we possibly can, you know, right away. I was saying in the Wrestling Brain Discord earlier that uh, Nick Wayne must have plugged his ears during the Chris Jericho promo that preceded this, where Jericho's like, "You can't be a young guy working this hard. You're gonna be in a wheelchair." Here's Nick Wayne. He's saying this guy is a stern wrestler. His pin that he gets on AR Fox here is like planted in. He's to the floor. He's all over the place. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I love, uh, he reminds me a bit of like Daniel Garcia at the time where he's just on TV losing, but I'm getting to know him. And that's interesting to me. Like I've seen Nick Wayne locally, of course, living here in the PNW, but like the TV sense, I just sort of feel like it doesn't need to be winning to pick up the win tonight, but it's like, he's just sort of around and I enjoy watching him wrestle. I'll be curious to see when he like dives in. Yeah. Uh, what I really loved though, was the post-match angle here where Prince Nana and Swerve Strickland Ask AR Fox, who's just being pinned, why are you such a loser, AR Fox? Why every time, this is Swerve, that I give you an opportunity in a match with me, do you let me down? Why is this happening? They beat him up. They kick him out. Prince Nana's laughing his ass off as Brian Cage comes out of nowhere and just lays out AR Fox. I love this idea of Swerve Strickland as like a, a mob boss or like a gang leader or something where it's like, no, no, I'm kind. Hey, buddy. Yeah, great, great, great. But the moment he doesn't like you anymore, yep, nope. Nana, Nana's my mouth. Cage is my hand. And this is going to be his setup. He feels very protected in that way. I saw some people complaining on Twitter that it's like, well, AR Fox just joined. It's like, guys, I, I hate to tell you this, but AR Fox is not some massively featured guy on the roster. He was not what this story was about. They gave him a nice feature spot, breaking into the Buddy Wayne house, but him being fired here is in service of the angle, which this is really about, which is getting Swerve Strickland up the card. I, I recognize that. I don't know that AR Fox needs a bigger push than this, but I thought that he was very fun here. And insert if this was going nowhere, if they booted him out in the, it was way worse without him. But I just think that this is cooking and Mogul Embassy feels like a very, very, very hot angle. And it added a very needed like piece of DNA to Swerve Strickland's character that I think we can watch for going forward. They're going to tease it all the time now. They're going to have Nana step on his toe or somebody accidentally like bump shoulders with them. Like this, when people have to walk on eggshells around him and that grows and grows and grows. I just think like a seed's planted for something you can do really interesting things with as you continue. I love uh, uh, Swerve's framing of Nick Wayne as uh, like, like the measuring stick that he has to like that. That's not able to pin an 18 year old. He said, you lost an 18 year old child. He kept saying to him um, as of like, and I love Nick Wayne as, a sort of that uh that will i am sample <laughs> yeah, say that just started a card it's uh, <laughs> it it a shocking noise uh but i love that framing up to him because like we've seen swerve beat nick wayne in, in his debut and in, 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 in his early matches um, I can't hear you breaking news breaking oh. news as matt prince is on the case this time he has cracked the code of will i am and uh, well, why he's a genius. News. Breaking news, everyone. We were in the uh, middle of a segment. We were uh, talking. I, uh, I, I did some research. 
And uh, where where is Chris Jericho based out of? Tampa, Florida. On February 10th, 2010, who do you think was playing at the St. Pete's Times Forum? <laughs> He's wow. at a Will I Am Tampa. concert. He's tweeting this at the Will I Am concert. At the Black Eyed Peas concert, <laughs> February 10th, 2010. Back to you guys. Thank you, Matt. Breaking, Breaking news. news of 13 years ago. That is Black Eyed Peas, 13 years that ago. Was, uh, that was good reporting, though. That, that, how Matt found that out is very impressive to me. Uh, I mean, I assume, he, I assume he got as a second source. He didn't just, you know. No, no, he's a guy. He definitely he's sourced it twice, for sure. Yeah. Uh, this is where he does get fired. But now, who comes out to make things worse for Nick Wayne but Christian Cage with Luchasaurus? And uh, let, let's be honest here, Zoobs, we were all waiting for it. AEW knew we were waiting for it, and they steered into it. As Christian Cage goes, Nick Wayne, I heard your dad died. <laughs> and it all gets a laugh from the audience. You know, I was like, oh, it's like, oh, my God, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. Uh, and then Christian, of course, you know, my favorite living human being goes, what, what was his name? Buddy? I never heard of him, but uh, that's cool if he was pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> Christian just goes in. I, of course, if I'm Luchasaurus, I'm, I'm just buying Christian a steak every night. I'm just saying people are going to remember this run of my, my TNT title run. And you have done so much for that. Uh, I love Christian, man. He's just unbelievable. He's amazing. And we don't uh, need Edge. Have I made that clear? Yes, you did make it clear. I love the I love the you can see the target coming, and it's just a matter of time before Christian strolls into frame and shoots right at it. It's as so soon good. as he's there, you're like, oh the dad, the dad. <laughs> and then you start going, Who else doesn't have a father on the rock? It's sick. I know. I know. Christian. Here comes Christian. I agree with Bob Rudos. He never misses. He's unbelievable, Christian Cage. So now we're going to get to our second of three Keep It or Kick It's of the evening. <laughs> and this one Gritchie, is going to be... Richie correctly asking, who, who is Edge? <laughs> you, mean, you mean Edge Copeland? <laughs> Edge Copeland? We're going to bring up the man here. Now... Maddie Mac, are you in the chat? Because I'm going to need a, a mod handy for this one. Because because we may have to block some viewers tonight. There's Because this is one of the rare right and wrong answer, keep it or kick it. It's one of the very rare. They're, they're not often. But seeing Christian, I couldn't help but think of it. Matt, get ready on the music. Keep it or kick it. This statement. Edge. Signing with all elite wrestling. Keep it or kick it. Keep it, 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 keep it
Do we have to ban anybody's zoobs? Uh, you have a couple people that you're gonna have to have a Edge stern word with. <laughs> you got him, Edge. What are you going to do? Wow! That is amazing timing, man. Mr. Sergeant Bennett just called for the medical personnel to cut the hell out of cell. And the reason being is the demon has been busted open. The demon trying to stay away from our ringside position here. The demon doesn't want to be bothered with. The demon doesn't want to be bothered with. The demon doesn't want to be bothered with. Meanwhile, his doctors are working with the demon. Layers. The layers to this sound alert. The demon doesn't want to be bothered with. bothered with oh, get down from there <laughs> the demon doesn't want to be bothered with oh. holy cow um okay so it's oh. kicks from a lot of people bobby burritos marlon phillips cadenza ashton kutcher ab 19 uh, i'll be pardon me 19 i may have gritchy enthusiastically uh truly mcginnis the Maddie mac uh niblitz 05 dennis dirty work hi it's me rl all with kicks and then keeps from Steak of Buns, Pace Foul, Corvax 1266, and Huge kicks it. You're pretty clearly thumbs down. To those of you who kept it, pl- please tell me your favorite edge match in the last 15 years. 15! Yeah, fully carried him to something great in 2005. We all know it. Didn't he have the greatest match ever? Wasn't that what they were? He's exactly right. He has the greatest match ever with Randy Borton and Triple H because he's another one of these psychology classic weirdos who think everything is 30 minutes of staring. Oh, yeah. Edgy versus the demon in the cell. Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> I'd be into that. It's in Los Angeles, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> is that the city of Angel? <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, or Edge and Orton hitting each other for in a weight room for 45 minutes. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome to me. Stake of correct. A two-hour last man standing. Yeah, these all sound like Edge ideas to me. Can't wait to see the worst spear on Earth while he's here, too. And, 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 Crazy. I'm sorry. I'm getting on my pulpit here, but I'm sorry. Get up. And I, I, we have so many great people in the audience, so I'm not – we have differences of opinion. But if you were – I saw I saw lots of people who they want Edge and Christian versus the Hardys again. Mercy. I, I want you to know you need help. I want. I'm trying to help you. I'm reaching out to you. I'm. Tr- I'm trying to pull. I'm trying to. Trying to get you. Because. Because I have great news. If you want to see Edge and Christian wrestle the Hardys, I, I have such good news for you. They've done it forty thousand times when they were twenty years younger, and it was good. They, I. I can't. I don't know who has the appetite for this stuff. I have no. Just no idea. One more match. One more match. No. No more <laughs> matches. Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy, Edge, ship them. Ship, 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 ship. 
Put him, put him somewhere else. New York's perfect for Edge. It's a perfect place for him. I'm surprised he's leaving to come to AEW, truthfully. Yeah, it is surprising to me, too. I still think he might just be negotiating. Smart. Knows who to leak it to. Normal people don't watch old wrestlings. They have no object permanence. That's probably the case, Bobby, is that I watch so much old wrestling that it's like, I just need like new worse versions of stuff that's available, but you're probably right. You're just chasing a sad dragon. If it's Edge sure. and Christian versus the Hardys in 2023. Like, that's 20 years ago, their match, guys. Like, what were you like 20 years ago? Think about it. What were you like? The same, almost exactly. <laughs> Thank you for helping me make my point. <laughs> Just identical. Physically, uh, maybe even exactly better now. Same. Yeah, I'm slightly better now. Yeah, better. <laughs> yeah, better. That's how wrestling goes, the more bumps you take. The Zoobs is so hot now. It's maybe all the steps you've been taking. I know you've been on those steps. Trying. Good uh, for you, man. I need to get my facial hair. has gotten pretty gnarly. Anyway. Renee is backstage with both the FT, both the FTR, both the Young Bucks and FTR. And FTR wants to make it very clear. The Young Bucks go to thank them. They go, don't thank me. I didn't do this for you. Or we didn't do this for you, I should say. But it's cash speaking. But we didn't do this for you. We did it because this Sunday... Is a fight for who's the best tag team. And we need you in shape for that. And so don't thank us. We, we're just doing what needs to be done. Which, again, I mentioned earlier in the show, but I did think was very cool. Nick goes, we don't need to win. Which I thought was just like an insane thing to say. But then he goes, because when we retire, people will say they were the best tag team ever. Shout out to Nick Jackson joining Kurt Angle. The only person who I've ever heard, like third, always third person being like, they're going to say I'm the greatest ever. <laughs> like, what, what are you really saying? <laughs> it's, uh, but at least he's going to do it on TV. Kurt's doing it in shoots. Uh, we're going to be the greatest ever. And you guys are going to be remembered as the guys we named on our YouTube show. And I got to say, obviously, that's not true. But I actually forgot the whole FTR, fuck the revival. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is true. No one hates BT more than me. But it is true that they have a history there. And they are, I don't know if named is the right way. But it's an interesting thing to bring up this late into a feud that it's like, and it does feel like some added intensity. It's like, we made you, so you can't, you know, you're not going to yeah, be yeah. better than us ever. Um, I thought it's, Dax it's, was actually kind of weak here compared to Cash. Um, but he talks about legacy. And this is beyond business. It's personal. Oh, my flag fell down. Yes, it did. I'll fix that. It's driving people crazy. When you were kicking uh, the edge thing, I think. Was, do, you see, do you see the height I was getting Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Very flexible in the hips. Um, anyway, I, I, I think FTR is going to go down as a better tag team than the Young Bucks, but I think they probably are. They're definitely the two best of a generation. And I genuinely think in a non-kayfabe sense, who wins this third match plays a little bit into that. It really does. Like, the you got a trilogy of the two best of their era. Like, it's not, wrestling doesn't work exactly like that, but it's not nothing. Um, and, I'll, you know, it's rare, not rare, but they don't, Young Bucks don't always go to the, like, we created the company, so it's sort of our trump card uh, legacy conversation thing. Yeah. They don't go to it that much, but they do go to it here as sort of like the we build all like you know maybe you win a two out of three falls match, but like our legacy is is creating the world where AEW exists, right? Like that's that's how great we are. This all is built on our backs. They don't go to it a lot, but I thought it's a worthwhile thing to to go to here when the conversation is about greatest tag team of all time and the great the conversation is about legacy. And I agree with you. I thought uh, I thought Dax was a little, a, just a hair behind. He lost his spot, uh, or like 
he maybe ha- yeah. I've had this happen before where you have a good point to make and then you just can't remember the start of the sentence. Like I just have to say something else right now. Like I can't I can't chase that line right now. Yeah. Uh and and with like five percent sprinkling of the MJF impression uh ruined uh, a bunch of what Dax can do. <laughs> now every single My wife that, and Mark. <laughs> every person he promotes with, they're like, Yeah, I'm sick of hearing about the wife and kid and feeding them. It's like the, everyone's everyone's going to I it know. now every time. Uh Marlon with an interesting point here. Winning the trilogy against the Briscoes and winning against the trilogy against the Bucks would mean something for FTR. I agree. Those in conjunction. Yeah. Now, Zoobs, you're going to think this is funny. You're, you're going to think I'm lying, probably. You're, you're going to say, that? Josh, don't pull my damn leg. I'm what excited to, find, to both find this funny and think you're lying. This is wicked. I got an advertisement that I actually saw uh, during this. Are you aware that there's an, that Impact is also running the pay-per-view this Sunday? No way. <laughs> Mark, they're all wrestling up. They're all horned up for the wrestling. The biggest wrestling show ever. Gonna drink up all of the media of the week. Everyone's gonna watch it. It's gonna be four and a half hours long. And it's like, oh, you wanna watch Moose? <laughs> I just um, it. one of those impact things I've ever heard in my life. I mean, listen, this is what other companies do around WrestleMania, is they run they also run. Uh, afterwards is an, is an interesting choice. I would have done maybe the Thursday or the or sorry, the Saturday. No, yeah, yeah. You, that's what I'm saying. Why, why not run the? If you want to take advantage of like the wrestling weekend, people do that all the time. Yeah, Saturday or Friday. I would not say immediately following Forbidden Door. Do you want to watch an Impact pay per view? It's like, oh, after some great <laughs> wrestling, how about some Impact? Like going to a steakhouse, you're already full, and someone's like, do you want a dog shit sandwich? Like I'm actually that sucks, and I'm already full. A so, dog shit sandwich. I do that's not what I assume to... the TNA main event scene is. <laughs> Tor Pendleton in the chat though saying now he isn't sure which one to watch. So I didn't, I didn't mean to split that for you, Slack. Sorry. You don't, that's to... that's you don't have to pick. This is why they're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You would just watch Impact. Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho. I'm gonna write this down for the first women's match in a while. The crowd's into this. Yeah. Good. So that was nice. Said, the the crowd not. Rough run for Ruby, yeah. for Ruby in TV matches lately. Uh, v said saying multiverse one was fun. I suspect that's true. Um, I've said this on the channel many, many times, but my days of watching or caring about Impact are just like, it's so long ago. Like, they literally, Kenny Omega was carrying their belt and I didn't watch any of that stuff. And Zoobs can attest, our listeners hated it. Do you remember how many defenders of TNA we had calling in at that time, Zoobs? That was genuinely insane to me. You can't just write that off. He's going to go over there and wrestle Sammy that. Callahan. We were blocked on Twitter for, for, for that. For oh, yeah. Lots of people. We, we lost followers. People did not like my very anti-TNA. Um, but I watched it. You, you, can't, you can't be a guy like me who watched TNA 2005, 2014, and then still like it. It's not, it's not real. <laughs> that person does not exist. Uh, but I bet Multiverse 1 was fun. No doubt about that. I hear They got Sonata, right? That's kind of a big deal. They got Sonata coming over. Who's he wrestling? Like, who's on the Impact side is what I want to know about multiverses. Because when I think of who do I want to see New Japan talent wrestle in Impact, the answer is, like, maybe Speedball Mike Bailey, I guess. Got, got to get him in there with Diener as well. Big Diener guy on this side. I like Diener. The Dienerverse. You know we love the Dienerverse. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying I'm not tuning into multiverses. And them running on the same day of Forbidden Door is hilarious. Or uh, yes. all in, sorry. Sky Blue versus Rousseau, we were talking about, I think there might be something to Sky Blue. Uh, she's really bad on the mic. Really, really bad. Um, however, 
She seems to keep occurring in better matches than our average with some of these people. It keeps happening. And that must mean it's her, right? Like, and I can't really put my finger on it. And I watch for it. I can't really put my finger on if she's good, which sounds weird. Because she's not in there with the greatest talent all the time. But I thought that this was, uh, yeah, very, very smooth. Yeah, I'm glad to have been an early stock buyer on, on Sky Blue. You were. I think you it's, very much were. I think it's coming to fruition. Sort of the the hours and time, the ring time is really starting to pay off, to your, to your point there. I think the... There was some a lot of multi-woman tags. There was a lot of like being the sixth person in a storyline. Uh, there was a lot of like uh, you know rampage and 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 dark. I think she's uh, really made a lot out of the time she's had in the ring. I agree. And we were talking about Daniel Garcia earlier, just being somebody sort of on TV, losing being a version of a build. I think she fits that mold nicely too. Yeah, I will say they weren't good enough. I don't know why. Like, if you're not that great of a wrestler, just do easier stuff. Like, they try to do that trading pinfall exchange, like the Darby MJF ball things. Like, it sucks by the end. Like, it's like, and the refs having to sort of cover the counts. But all in all, I thought this was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, like I said, nice to see Ruby get back on track uh, after sort of a, a run of like sort of TV stinkers, I would say. Agreed. And I also agree with Dennis Dirty Works. Sky seems very coordinated and good at hitting the moves. Maybe it's no more complicated than that. The the blue Thunderbomb and the code red, the code blue, she didn't do it in this match. But like both those are really cool looking moves. So agreed. Yeah. Matt, here's a question for you. Do we have a way for you to go to just Zoob's cam for a second? Go to Zoob's. Wow. I'm going to go hang up my uh, uh, flag. I mean, you're, yeah. Do you want me to ask you, you a question, Zoob's? You could be a, you could be off screen uh, in, your, in your box. You don't have to. Things came out. anyway. Yes, give give me the question. So you well, no, I but if I have to hang up the flag, I'm saying I have to like reach over this. I get box. it. I get okay. it. It's a mess. I get it. Okay. Um, I'll ask you a question before I go off screen, and uh, it's about Hardy's versus Aussie Open. Oh, Matt, can we get a two shot of you and I? No, probably too much. Anyway, go on. Uh, is there any tag team that you would be interested in seeing the Hardys wrestle in AEW? Uh. Ed, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Ed Chopland <laughs> and Christian, <laughs> Ed Chopland no. and Tristan. And listen, you know what? I remember Josh isn't here, but um, I remember loud and clear the day that the Matt Hardy signing happened, and I was not mad. The Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy signed. And I was, and everyone was like, uh, Josh was t- telling me that this was a, a big deal for a lot of people. And I was like, yeah, but I don't think he's going to be good at all. And I don't really want to watch any more Jeff Hardy matches. Mm-hmm. And I here I am tonight. And I'm like, what is the main event of this show? Like, what's happening after this match with 10 minutes left that is going on? Uh, maybe putting the guns over. Yeah, maybe the guns. Truthfully, honestly, Gritchy, you might be right with that. Maybe it is the guns. That's like the that's that's the interesting thing. Like Jeff Hardy, last thing, last time I remember Jeff Hardy, he had to be written off TV or he was off TV for a while because he was in rehab. He was obviously trying to get clean, something he's been trying to do for a long battling time. With, battling with demons, he's battling his demons, and that's not easy to do. That, that not you know it takes it it takes a lot to overcome the demons, um, but it, it's like. He's back. It doesn't feel great that he's back. It feels as though his issues and pro wrestlings have sort of gone hand in hand. It's not a feel good. It doesn't feel like a feel good story. And yet, like, 
they're being put in marquee positions right now leading up to the biggest pay-per-view in company history it's weird it's weird right it's weird it's weird it's really very weird that that was the main event tonight i think because there were so much there were so many big things and josh you can chime in whenever i can switch yeah you could have you could have had the you could have had the i guess you don't get the don't get the eddie acting at the end um with the crowbar segment you could have had here but (laughs) yeah yeah, I thought it stunk. Uh, I'm just not that into watching the Hardys wrestle. I don't think either of them really have much left to give. And I think that's pretty I, I laid was, bare. Uh, for, like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Didn't like this much. I was, uh, I, remember, I remember Josh, the, I remember Jeff Hardy signing, and I was on here, and I was like, eh, not too big about it. And I was I was attacked for my views. Yeah, I was <laughs> definitely stoked when he was here. There's no there's no doubt about that, but, but I was wrong. He's much older and worn than I thought. But unlike a lot of people, I'm able to change my opinion once there's a bunch of evidence and I'm not still pretending that a bunch of these old guys are good. And they're not. They're just, they just aren't. Yeah, I don't think there's... Uh, the the chat we came up with, uh, maybe the guns. Maybe putting the guns over sure. the year. <laughs> be my ideal Hardy's match at this point. You know, who's... I'm trying to think of who's like really hardcore and good. Get get them in, in GCW with Nick Gage and Mackie Ito, like that. That's what I, you you you, you want to give us some grizzliness, Jeff? Yeah, all right, sure, no problem. Let's get there. <laughs> they can rerun Punk, Jeff. That's <laughs> you know what they, they should let Punk beat up Matt Hardy for that horrible, horrible interview he gave, where he's like, you know, when Amy Dumas mad at him, she calls me. Thickhead thing to do, Matt Hardy. And you might have to eat a GTS for it now that I think about it. <laughs> although matt hardy's probably hard to get on the shoulders it feels like i'd imagine it's like yeah it's like lifting a plank yeah. a barrel anyway that's dynamite yeah that's dynamite zoobs i thought a good show lots of the, the promo segments especially when this is a promo territory uh were really strong i thought yeah good sell for the pay-per-view uh excited for sunday adequately adequately done uh should be good times man it seems pretty cool Oh yeah, I missed the acclaimed daddy ass thing. You're right, I haven't written. Oh yeah, the the badass Billy Gunn will be there. I don't know how I missed that. It's right here. Uh, yeah, the the acclaimed come out. They're furious. They're saying, "All right, House of Black, enough of the fun and games. Come out here, House of Black are happy to oblige." They beat them up, and then the three of them inextricably are afraid of just daddy ass who's returning, and they bail when just it's. If I was House of Black, I I'd be like, "Oh, let's just keep. We were just beating up two of them." Getting him but, out here is the whole point, is what I would say. Yeah, that's why, beat him why up. Beating, that's why we're beating him up. Let's say he'll come out. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so we're we're getting that. Uh, <laughs> we're getting that. The badass Billy Gunn. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Not especially. Billy Gunn said, uh, "Let me pick your brain here." Billy Gunn said, "The things that I've done in my career will go down in wrestling history." Josh, I pause it to you. What was he talking about? What did he say? He's like, the things that I've done in my wrestling career will go down in the history books. And I was like, what? Uh, he probably, I wouldn't be surprised tag- if he has like a record for most times holding the WWF tag team titles. Really? In 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 this day and age? Well, just only because those belts don't exist anymore. And he held them a mm. bunch of times. But that's all I could think of. Chuck and Billy, that's true. That's a good down in history. He did say two words for you, suck it. That is true. He's the guy who says two words for you, suck it. Right? I mean, he was one of them. He's not really no. the guy I associate with doing that. 
his thing was, if you're not done with that, I got two words for you. Suck oh, it. yeah. Triple sorry, H was, let's get ready to suck it. Right. God, you're not selling me on him. <laughs> it, that goes down in history. I'm trying to think. It of, was what huge. Is, it was huge. There's no getting around that. There's what no are these things that go down in history? He is, I'll tell you this, interesting Easter egg. I think Billy Gunn is responsible for two of the first storylines that sucked me into wrestling in the first place. Oh, wow. What, what were they? Number one, the first oh. one is when the the smoking gun split up. Oh, not I been, what I was going to guess. Been sort of, I had been sort of like tuning in. Uh, I was a very young. I, I, we, I don't even know what year this would have happened. I would have been in single-digit age. And I had come across wrestling on TV a couple times, but like uh, not enough that I really knew what was going on. But yeah, yeah. one turns on the other, and there's a broken neck angle after a pile driver. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I was like, wow. You that, can't those, do that? The, the, they were a tag team. They broke up over that loss, and then he broke his neck. Like, that's fucking serious. And the other one was uh, – the remember when they threw Cactus Jack and Mick Foley off the dumpster? Yeah, uh, yeah The dumpster yeah. off the stage. From and the stage the, into w, the dumpster, yeah. And Raw played it straight like they had fucking seriously hurt these guys. And, uh, you know, Sonny, Sonny or something was, like, out there crying, and people were taking it super seriously. And, and they even they did the, like – uh, we didn't mean to take it that far. I think we've killed them. And <laughs> famously, at the end of that episode, Terry Funk and Cactus Jack uh, run back in from the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I think it's changed on Charlie here, but yes. The first hour 45, I completely bought I'm that. I was like, holy shit, they man. fucked that up. And they seriously hurt Terry Funk. I was like, so there you go. Terry Funk, a nice little, a nice little ribbon tied around there. What a perfect full circle Gunn. moment. And, and geez, how old is Terry Funk at that at that point that he's he's already 103 there, I think. Suckering me in on Raw for <laughs> like new age outlaws angles. Shout out to Ashley Kutcher with a very well-timed ass man sound alert, I have to say. Uh, because he is coming back as the badass Billy Gunn and it all in. Uh again, I always like the pay-per-views a little shorter than they like. Like I didn't feel I don't feel like this, uh, but it's gonna get a big reaction, all that. So yeah, Ashley Kutcher's right. Billy Gunn's name is Kip Sop. That is that is yeah. that might be the, the thing that he'll go down most in history for. Hi, I'm Kip Sop. <laughs> no, that's not your wrestling name. Billy Gunn is your normal name. Truly unbelievable. I'm a <laughs> uh, he was ranked number thirty nine in the PWI five hundred and ninety nine. That just doesn't feel like it could be right. Thank you to Marlin with uh, also a well timed uh, ass fan sound alert. Nineteen ninety eight was the dumpster thing. How old were you? 16. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fucking wheelhouse wheelhouse it for me. Yeah, yeah. Ready to Oh my god. Being like, this is fucking unbelievable. They fucking killed those guys. Oh my god. Just yeah. hitting you at the exact right age and temperament, too, I'm sure. Uh and then how old would Terry Funk have been in in 1998? 79 uh, now. So do, do that do that backwards. Was there a post-match after? Uh, uh, oh yeah, right. MJF and Cole come out. They ran so long. I, I, how could they do this tonight? I couldn't figure it out. They ran super long on the program, but Cole and MJF run out, teasing that they are going to get physical uh, here as well. They're not, but then it's another excuse for them to give a sell for uh, all in. It's great. There you go. Uh, and Trey Funk was fifty-four years old from that for that bit. Old my whole life. <laughs> crazy because i had a teacher like that my dad had the same teacher and he's like she was old when i was in high school I'm like that's crazy she's even older now if you can believe it <laughs> otherwise known as otherwise known as uh 10 years younger than sting wow 
Wow. <laughs> that is that is a, a wild way to contextualize. That is like they're huge. Yeah, the announcer said they were unlawful to sale the show. Yeah, but I know in, within the kayfabe that they're going to say that. But I'm wondering, like, how does that work with the TV executives? Like, surely five years older than Ed Chokeland. <laughs> Ed Chokeland's one day old. <laughs> so let's make sure. Let's get that completely out of the, the table. ISBR, I'll say Terry Funk debuted in '65. Wow, different world, man. Born in 1944. Timeless. You can still watch it. Him and him and Hanson look look like gold today. Incredible. That was dynamite. Do you have anything you'd like to say to the people before uh, Maddie and I here transition to the PSS, the post show show? Great to see everybody. Great show. Thought we had great energy. Uh, thought we crushed it. Frankly, our best show in months, probably. I would say. Wow. I like that. Yeah. I okay, love it. You know? I, I think you'll agree if you studied at the tape. Lots of big laughs tonight. I think I felt Thanks. weird entering it. I, I feel like more like relieved almost, but, but, but I think it was good too. Um, the, the beginning wasn't too strange. No, it was good. perfect. Then we're great. Set the tone. Um, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a very fun one. I'll say that. Um, I'll also say in terms of fun stuff on the channel this week, Friday, you got our preview show on the YouTube channel. Saturday, you have my late night stream in the Wrestling Brain Discord, Terry Funk all night, two hours of the Funker, promos and matches. And then Sunday, post all in, we're going to do a, a review of the whole pay-per-view. Uh, I don't know. Zoops, are you on that? I don't even know if we talked about it. I, I asked Matt if he could produce it. But uh, we can talk off air about that. But it'll be me and someone uh, with certainty. Uh, my Sunday is a bit of a mess. So we'll talk about it. Well, yeah, I, I'm happy to find somebody for that. I, I I asked you at the beginning of the week. You were very good about it. I said, are you available for the preview and poster? When's the preview show? And I was like, that's got it. Uh, so look forward to all that. It's going to be a big week on the channel. I'm going to really put something into the Saturday night Terry Funk stream. So uh, definitely swing by for that if you're bored on the Yeah, Saturday that's night. can't miss. That's can't miss right there. What time are you going to start that bad boy, you think? After collision ends. So 7 Eastern, or sorry, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Beautiful. Jump into the Discord, Terry Funk. Terry Funk.